There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Phoenix Suns return home after playing seven consecutive games on the road. And what do they get? Well, they get the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that just three years ago, three seasons ago, the 2021 season, defeated the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. And now here we are, three years removed from that. There's a bunch of old names on that Bucks roster, names that were on the Suns Finals team. Cameron Payne returns back to Phoenix after being traded this past offseason to the Spurs, released, and then picked up by the Bucks. Jay Crowder is back in the building. And even Rockin' Robin, Sideshow Bob Lopez, Rolo, back in the building. Now, granted, he was a son once upon a time, but he got the start tonight because the Bucks were vastly undermanned. No Brooke Lopez, no Damian Lillard, and after twisting his ankle, no Chris Middleton for the Bucks. So you figure this easy, easy win, right? Or do you figure uh, this is typical Suns? They're going to lose this game. Well, they pulled away late in the fourth quarter. They win the game. Nice way to come home, huh, Matthew? Nice way oh, to come home. It was beautiful. And just before I forget, so in, uh, backstage, Malik Beasley was back there. He looks like Damian Lillard from far away. So as soon as he walks out, there's just like 20 kids like, Dame, Dame. And it was the funniest thing. I wish I would have got it on video. But everyone, all the Bucks players are just laughing their ass off. Because I think that he probably gets that everywhere they go. Because from afar, even when I first walked in, I'm like, oh, Dame's out there. And I sit down. It's like, it's him. It's, it's not even. It's like Beasley. <laughs> so I just had to just throw it out there. But yeah, yeah. A lot of old faces. It was a fun, fun game. Yeah, it's always fun when you walk away with the victory. And poor Malik Beasley, everywhere he goes, he's mistaked for Dame Lillard. And he and he shoots a ton of threes, too. So for, to the casual fan, they're like, he's he's having a great game. He's hit five threes. And it's like, no, he's sitting on the sideline right now, man. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, everybody, to the Suns Jam Session Podcast. Thank you to Biscuits in the Bear for donating $8 in the Super Chat for the eight-point victory. Says these anxiety fourth quarters need to stop, but still a great win. Actually, I, I wasn't too anxious in that fourth quarter. It was one of the better fourth quarters that I think we've seen from the Phoenix Suns. But again, thank you for the for the donation and the super chat. Thank you to everyone who's watching along live, watching later, or listening later. We truly, truly appreciate it. Just want to get a quick shout out to the Phoenix Suns organization. Before the game tonight, they played a nice tribute to Dave King the former managing editor of Brightside who passed away just over a week ago, had a moment of silence, had a uh, a seat for him on Media Row with his picture and some flowers. Matthew, you were there tonight. Tell me what you saw and tell me what you felt. Yeah, it was a very warming, uh, loving energy out here today. And what the Suns did <clears throat> by mentioning it before the game and, you know, in the back they had a, a book where – if you flip through, you can read everyone's comments about how much they love Dave and how much he meant to them uh, with his picture in the back. So it's an ongoing thing that's going to be here for forever, I feel like. Um, I don't know. It was, it, was a, it was a great win tonight, but most importantly, like the, the recognition that the Suns gave Dave was just – it was beautiful. It was awesome. Classy act by a classy organization. Thank you to Matt Ishbia and team for doing that. Really means a lot to us. It really means a lot to the Suns community for you to step up and show the appreciation for somebody who cared so much about your team and your organization. So without further ado, we're going to pop into this podcast. Pop them if you got them. <laughs> Let's talk about the Suns win over the box. To 106. The Phoenix Suns gained their 30th win on the victory. They are now 30 and 21 after defeating the Milwaukee Bucks. Which brings me to my first question for Matthew. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. All right, Matthew, I gotta ask. Which do you hate more? Okay. 
when someone puts orange juice back in the fridge with like one sip left in the bottle instead of just throwing finishing it off and throwing it away or 8 p.m games <laughs> uh 8 p.m game you know what honestly well, with my schedule for work i like the 8 p.m but i don't like the fact that i'll be home at 12 30 <laughs> going to sleep but you know what i'm already up to 12 anyway so I'm going to say the orange juice, maybe. I'll go that way. Is that an Ashley uh, Lissy thing that's going on in the household where she that's, leaves a little bit of orange juice? Or is it Shannon? Who is that? I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying oh, okay. anything. I'm just saying that that's one of those little things that doesn't know. And I'm with you there. I think that that frustrates me a little bit more. It's like just finish it off and throw it away, whoever you <laughs> yes. are. Now, I'm not I'm saying nice. it happens here with anybody I live with. I'm just saying in life in general people who do that it's just like come on just finish the orange juice it's not like it tastes bad it's not milk milk's gross just throw the whole thing out yeah but but looking looking at this game obviously an 8 p.m game nationally televised the suns and the bucks and kind of disappointing to hear that dame lillard's not playing no brooke lopez and then you have chris middleton get hurt so does any of that affect how you feel about the victory for the phoenix suns knowing that you didn't go against a full strength bucks team no, not at all. I think uh, the way the Suns have handled themselves this year against teams that are depleted, teams that suck, you know, it hasn't been the best outcome. Tonight, you know, from the start, it was all about defense. And I don't, I don't care if Lillard's out and then poor Chris Middleton, that ankle. Yeah. And I swear, what a what a good game from KD, but that's going to be viral. And it wasn't dirty or anything, but that sucks, man, because having Middleton out there just helps the Suns, you know, just basically back themselves up and say, like, this was actually a legit win. This is a win that would kind of – cement them as like I guess a title contender in a way just because this is a big game against the Bucks, right a high-powered offense that have been struggling since they got Doc Rivers but I mean just defensively they were getting at it and I just like to see that I don't you know you knew they were going to win but how were they going to win and it was mm-hmm. just the defense holding the Bucks to 106 points which is their fourth lowest of the season so that's good even without Lillard I don't care yeah I look at it this way. How many times have the Suns been undermanned and lost to an, the, to an opponent? Do we sit there and go, well, we're undermanned, so I guess it really doesn't matter. No, it matters. It's oh, an L. It's, yeah. an L uh, it's a tick mark in the L column, and it's the same thing goes for victories. When you go against teams that are undermanned, that's when you have to seize the opportunities. And credit to the Bucks, They put up a good fight. And I, the primary thing, if I was to break this down, Real simplistically, if you go, well, the Suns only scored 114. They only won by eight against a team that was down so many people. Well, yeah, they shot 28.6% from beyond the arc. They made eight of their 28 threes. Like, that was kind of it. And they didn't make a ton of those threes until the fourth quarter. They were just really, really having a hard time from beyond the arc. Yet two more of those threes, and all of a sudden, this turns into a very lopsided score, and everybody's coming out of the game early. But at the same time, that's the game, and that's the way it ended up playing out for the Suns. You take a look at kind of up and down the roster and and what we saw is especially in that first half, the Suns really had a hard time negating offensive rebounds. Rock and Robin Lopez is out there. Haven't haven't seen him ha- hasn't started this season, I believe is what they were saying. He's averaging like less than a point, less than a rebound. Gets the start tonight. Ends up, you know, coming coming back to Phoenix, the team that drafted him and in a total of 18 minutes played, well, you know, he had uh, six points and zero rebounds. He had zero or one rebound, you know? So you're sitting there and you're like, okay, we've completely negated Robin Lopez. But in that first half, it was Giannis. It was all the other players around who were getting those offensive rebounds. Uh, Bobby Portis had three in the second quarter alone. And in that first half, the Suns gave up 10 offensive rebounds and 15 second chance points to to the Bucks. And you do that, you're going to allow a team to hang around and the Suns are actually trailing at halftime 49 to 48. So when you see these kind of things, is that a concern for the Suns moving forward? The ability to not stop the opposing team from rebounding. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially yeah. as we're going into the trade deadline, like thinking about this. Oh yeah, this this is huge because I feel like um, what are the Bucks? I think they started three from four from three where they looked hot and like oh crap here we go. Then they started grabbing the boards, the offensive rebounds. I'm like okay, well 
they're going to start knocking these down, but they had chances and they missed them. So these are games where typically like the Suns would be behind by 10, I feel like, in the first quarter going into halftime. But they were kind of lucky that the Bucks didn't capitalize on those offensive rebounds. Like I was talking about earlier, their defense is really great. But the downside tonight was the offensive rebounds and how it started that way. It's always just like a struggle almost every game where it's like they give up those easy buckets in the lane and they give up the offensive rebounds. And it like takes a while for them to kind of like get things going and in those aspects. But it just always feels like it starts that way. But the offensive rebound thing is killer. And watching it here, you can just see like sometimes you're like, Box, like box him out like you could see like a guy slipping through like get him and they were just standing there most of the time so very frustrating yeah it's those are momentum killers those are things that you sit there you have a it, we know what it is defense in the nba is just tough it's non-existence at, at non-existent at times and when you finally do get one of those stops and only to have it end in the opposing team getting an, a second opportunity. It's deflating. And then what happens like clockwork, the ball gets kicked out to the perimeter. And then what do they do? They hit a three-pointer. And in in the first half, that happened three times to the Suns. Maybe four. I had three that I counted right off the bat where I was just like, are you kidding me? Every offensive rebound is leading to a three-point shot. And it's and these are the ones that they're making. So they're they're – they exacerbate the frustration and the deflation that occurs when you allow that to happen. And, and that's what kind of kept, you know, Milwaukee outscores Phoenix 23 to 22 in the first quarter, a very low scoring first quarter. They both score 26 in the second quarter. So they take a 49 to 48 lead into the half. So I'll ask you this question, Matthew. Obviously, the trade deadline is going to occur before the next time the Phoenix Suns play. The Suns play the Jazz on Thursday night, all right? Trade deadline, 1 p.m. Arizona time, 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Do the Suns make a move, and do they get Andre Drummond to shore up some of that rebounding? Mute. Is he allowed to play here? Like, after the Eubanks thing? Like, there's no way, right? After Eubanks had, like, his career night against Andre Drummond. (laughs) Like, he's not allowed to come here. Um, you know, that's funny. They, they definitely do need someone to help rebound um, and, you know, just pick up the energy there in the offensive boards or the defensive glass. And I, I really don't know who it is. There was actually some name, and I was busy today at work. There's some name that came across. Like, oh, that's interesting. And I forgot who it was. It was on Twitter, and I was going to look it up. I totally forgot. But is there someone you have in mind that you're thinking about? I'm thinking about Andre Drummond. Really? Yes. Oh, you're being serious? Yes. Well, oh, oh. it's funny because okay. typically when the trade deadline comes around or the buyout market comes around, there's one name that Matthew always brings up, and that's Andre Drummond. Am I right? You're always talking about Andre Drummond. Every True. Year, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of a thing. Now, Lazy Sasquatch <laughs> does say yes. in the chat, he says, Gambo said no to Drummond. So it's okay, probably not so going to happen. Over. Yeah, which, I mean – Gambo has kind of the the kiss of death, right? I mean, he yeah. he he he's knows reaper, what's right? yeah. He's the reaper when it comes to those kind of things. Yep. But Drummond made sense. We need rebounding. He's on a veteran minimum deal. It's like an easy trade to happen. It's like, hey, here's Kata Bates Diop and a couple second round picks. Bulls, we know that you're getting ready to blow it up. Zach Levine's out for the season. But you're right. the The scuffle that he had with Drew Eubanks, the backing down on the sidelines when LeBron was backing down Jay Crowder in the 2021 first round wasn't a good look for him. He might not be accepted here, but I think that he meets a need. So it's, it's really going to be interesting to see who the Suns pursue at the trade deadline. It's something I want to talk a little bit about at the back end of the podcast, but I thought I'd bring it up because I noticed a need for it tonight. You know, you have to grab those rebounds and when you're not doing that, Man, it can get ugly quick. Uh, thankfully for the Suns, it didn't get as ugly as it could have because, I mean, let's face it, the Bucks were having an off night in that first half from downtown. They were 7 of 25. Now, granted, the Suns were 1 of 19 and only trailed by 1 after, you know, 60 minutes of play, 30 minutes of play. How many minutes are in a fucking four, 24 minutes? Of play? How many minutes are in a fucking half? 24 minutes. That's right. Math. You got it basketball that's right <laughs> and she said you're not the only one but you're the best friend 
Another great game by Bradley Beal, in my estimation. He ends with a total of 38 minutes played. He was 10 of 22 from the field, 2 of 8 from beyond the arc. He had 25 points, 10 rebounds in this game, Matthew. Add in three assists, add in three steals. And what was most important was the way that Beal stepped up in that fourth quarter. Of his 25 points, he had 12 of those in the fourth quarter, going 5 of 6 from the field, 2 of 2 from beyond the arc. Uh, a, A great response in the fourth quarter especially considering a lot of people have talked about how in the fourth quarter it kind of becomes Bradley or I'm sorry Devin Booker and Kevin Durant's team and Bradley Beal just kind of stands off in the corner right I mean that's the national narrative he's not engaged he doesn't want to play they say that he goes for 43 points against the Wizards comes home has 12 in the fourth quarter great performance by Beal yeah we really needed that when Book was sitting out and him and KD were just kind of getting bucket after bucket that was huge in the fourth because you want to continue to pile on that lead with Booker out because we struggle so much with those two, like in the second quarter and in the fourth quarter. They have a hard time kind of figuring things out. So I don't know if if it's just like a thing where it's just like if they can just make the difficult shots, it looks good because a lot of the times, man, in the second quarter and fourth quarter, they miss a lot of those and then, you know, they're turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. The other guys don't know what to do that are playing around them. So that does happen. But also when they make those difficult shots, it looks good. Um, the thing is with – Beal, it was a good finish. Um, I, there's a couple things, like his energy, it kind of reminds me of Cameron Payne a little bit, how it's kind of fun. It's kind of, you know, a high energy the whole time. And he likes to just be silly sometimes, right? I feel yeah. like that's kind of his thing. Um, but to me, I'm not, I'm not knocking his person. I'm just saying, to me right now, I still feel like, and he's had the big games, but he's so hard on himself a lot of the times, like Cameron Payne. Like if he messes up, he, the ball's, if he stepped on the baseline earlier on the corner yeah. three, you know, and he was just like standing there for a while, like just like what the fuck? Like he gets so down and stuff quickly. I feel like I don't know if I'm reading that too much, but it's like it's it's like come on, just go play ball, dude. Like I was thinking about his makes and misses. Like he gets really frustrated, obviously watching here live. You can see him kind of just running back down the court, just pissed off. Again, this is like an easy shot. He has the hardest time getting the ball to go in the rim on those layups. Like they roll out almost all the time. So you can see the frustration. Um, like Michael Jordan used to say, you know, him and I used to be good friends. He used to say, it's a make or miss league, basically. And it's one or two things that are going to happen. You're going to make or miss it. So just deal with it and move on. You know, I kind of want to see that chapter of Beal where he's just moving on and just continuing to play. Like Booker has that. KD has. Well, KD's not like that as much. But Booker's that way. If Beal can just find that kind of confidence in himself to move on to the next play and just know he still has it. I'm down for that, but that's just his personality. I'm probably mm-hmm. reading way too much into it. Yeah, I mean, that's the the, <laughs> the highs and the lows with him, right? Because uh, when he gets going... It, oh, 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 Matthew. oh, no, no. I got it. It's a podcast I'm doing. Matthew's... I've been doing it. Security's talking to Matthew about wrapping it up. They probably all want to go home. This is great. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Uh, well, I'll make my point on Bradley Beal. Well, no, I want to... Uh-oh, uh-oh. What are they doing with Matthew? Are they kicking Matthew out? This is awkward. On Dave King night? Wow. John Tran in the chat. Yeah, he's getting kicked out. What's going on? We do this all the time. Come on, sons. You know that we do this, man. Give that guy a business card, Matthew. Give him one of our business cards. Show him we're legit. Uh, well, I'll make my point on Bradley Beal. The, the highs and the lows of his his emotions. Yeah. He does kind of get down on himself, but he also gets, you know, when he's playing well, that momentum carries him forward as well. So it's kind of a, all right. So I, I got to take off. They're kicking you out. out. <clears throat> yeah. He said, I need clearance. I'm like, I said, I've been doing it for. Yeah. The season, the season. And he's like, well, who do you have clearance with? And I'm like, I don't know. The Sun's media? Yeah. I have a media pass, but he's like, we got to wrap it up here. It's probably because so it's an ATM game. That's what I asked. He's like, no, just the same. So oh, I got to take off. So I'm sorry, dude. All right. Well, let I'll me. Finish. I'll stay. I'll stay on. I could stay on and just walk with you, but it's raining outside, so I don't want my phone wet. Yeah, fair. Well, you can take off, and then I'll. I'm I'll just sorry, kinda... dude. No, it's okay. This is hysterical. Do we get this happen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I can't. I can't wait to go to my next game and have them try to do it to me, and then I, then it happens to me. It's <laughs> look. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, T- I'm TF Time Piece says. TF Time P says, I'll chip in for bail money. Matthew. Oh, yeah. No, they're, I'm not. They're, they're throwing I'm not going to do that, dude. They're, they're throwing him in the slammer. You should have put him on the fucking screen. Be like, hey, man, say hi to 
of the 130 people who are nope, watching this live right now. No, he didn't see happiness with that, dude. No, he's yeah, like I said, so, like, he's all right. New. Well, adios. I'm gonna take off. Sorry, dude. What a bummer. Good game. Love you guys. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. See ya. Bye, guys. Worry, I got plenty to talk about. I'm just gonna be sitting here talking to myself for a bit. So bear with me here. Yeah, talking about Bradley Beal, though, again, you know, the highs and the lows that, that he brings. Yeah, he can get down on himself at some points, but it's not something that I'm overly, overly worried about in any way, shape, or form. It's something that you you see the the positive of it. He's an elite scorer. Uh, has has he had some down nights? Yeah, I mean, you take a look at tonight, and he's ten of twenty two from the field. That's not a great shooting percentage to get twenty five points. But he also had the ten rebounds. He had the three assists. He had the three steals. And like I mentioned, the way that he played in that fourth quarter, scoring the twelve points, playing the majority of the quarter, and finally giving the Suns the effort that they need in that fourth quarter especially considering that that's been our bugaboo this season, right? We scored 35 points in the fourth quarter. Somebody said earlier in the chat, they're like, hey, uh, I kind of was disappointed in that fourth quarter. It's like, dude, we scored 35. Like, I get it. You take a look at it, and we gave up 33. But we scored 35. We didn't score 13 points. We didn't just completely fall off the map and, and lose all semblance of who and what we are as a team. Yeah, we had some turnovers. We had six turnovers because that's what we do in the fourth quarter. But that wasn't Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal provided us some really, really solid minutes in this game, especially in that fourth quarter. And he gave campaign the too small thing early on. Like, and he held it there. Like, you see some guys do, like Pat Bevel do it real quick, you know, just so the person who sees him do it doesn't punch him right in the face or just throw a cold shiver of a shoulder into his nose and bust it wide open, uh, causing him to need a mask like Bradley Beal has to wear. Bradley Beal held it. And the other great thing that I saw from Bradley Beal tonight, and this is just one of those fun moments that I'm waiting for somebody to post this on Twitter, is we all saw that Kevin Durant slam dunk. That was a savage slam dunk. He goes through Bobby Portis and through Giannis Antetokounmpo on the play. If you look at the play afterwards, you know, they cut to KD and he's, you know, him and Nurk are chest bumping. But then you... If you look in the background, you can see Bradley Beal, and he's like the he's punching the ball like a like a speed bag, boom, 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 and he's just get, that's how he's amped up on that play. So I, I'm a big fan of what Bradley Beal is bringing right now. He's had the talent. He's had unfortunately some obstacles thus far this season, but we're starting to see his comfortability. We're starting to see him find his place among playing again uh, alongside Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and finding where he can fit in, where he can provide the best possible uh, production with this team. And it's still going to be a learning curve. Again, this is what, like the 19th, 20th game that all three have played together. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. I like what I'm seeing from him. Then, of course, there is the one, the only Kevin Wayne Durant. Who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am, I know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever played a game. I mean, if you want to talk about production in the fourth quarter, look no further than Kevin Durant. He ends up going for 14 in the fourth on six of seven shooting. Plays 11 minutes and 45 seconds. He was out the last 15 seconds of the game. That's all Kevin Durant was out, right, in that fourth quarter. Uh, ends up with a total line of 28 points, 10 rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block. 11 of 21 from the field, not the most efficient night because he was one of three from beyond the arc. A lot of those shots coming early that he was missing uh, did have five turnovers, did have three in the fourth quarter, which again is something that Katie just kind of needs to shore up. It's not something that I want to harp on for too long, but seeing him uh, do what he did with Giannis tonight was impressive because Giannis, Giannis was tough uh, at Blaze Megatron, Kevin the Baptist. Yes, indeed. He uh, he baptized Giannis Antetokounmpo and Bobby Portis and both of Bobby Portis's eyes tonight. I mean, it was beautiful. Uh, as Maya says, my glorious king, KD. Yeah, he fantastic in this game, considering the fact that he had to go one on one with Giannis, and Giannis did a, did a good job on him at during stretches of this game, you know, and you could see Kevin getting kind of pissed off, but I like it when he gets pissed off. He had that one play where Bobby Portis raked him across the face. 
and there was no call and they show the replay and it's like dude he got like raked like it's not like a finger caught him in the eye it's like four fingers coming right across the face it looked like the wrestler cane right you know that that blood mark that he used to have on his mask that's like the the pathway that occurred for bobby portis's fingers as he went across katie's beautiful face and they called didn't happen and katie just he gets pissed and when Katie gets pissed, you got to watch out if you're the opposition. When Booker gets pissed, it's it's really a mixed bag. I mean, we saw that tonight, right? Booker and campaign are kind of, you know, Payne's getting a little physical on him, right? He fouls him, but they don't call it as, and it knocks the ball into the backcourt. Book goes to get it. He gets kind of fouled again, kind of sells it a little bit, but uh, they call an eight-second violation. And the next play, Booker comes and he fouls. He pushes uh, campaign doesn't get called and then he then he does commit a foul like so booker sometimes when he gets his temper going can get a little bit reckless katie and that's one of the reasons that makes him great is he locks in on offense and defense and he was making life hell on the defensive side for the bucks now granted the bucks didn't need any assistance uh, because they didn't have their A team out there. So it's going to make our defense look a little bit better. Again, holding to a team to 106 is going to display the uh, the level of talent that was out there. But you do have to give the Suns some credit for what they did. And I do give Kevin Durant a lot of credit for how he played Giannis straight up. There's a lot of times Giannis wanted calls. I was on the subreddit for the Bucks. They did not like the fact that Giannis wasn't getting the calls. It's Giannis bias. But Giannis kind of has two moves, right? Like he's going to drive at you kind of like LeBron does, right? Gets that full head of steam and just kind of bull in a china shop right at you. Or he'll kind of do that Euro step. But no matter what, it's always in the paint. Like that's where Giannis is effective. He's a poor mid-range shooter, a poor three-point shooter. And that's why they were saying early on on the broadcast, on the local broadcast, Eddie Johnson saying, hey, back off him, Eubanks. Back off him, Nurk, when he was getting switched on to him. Look at what KD was doing. KD was backing off of him. Why? Because you want him to shoot. Because when he starts, now again, the disadvantage of that is he can bull in a china shop you, and all of a sudden, oh, look, Matthew's walking. Oh, my God, dude. I'm what? so pissed. What were you talking about? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, this is this is great. This is the saga of Matthew. T tell me why you're pissed. Because I just got kicked out of there. And I told him I've been doing all year. And they like walked me down to the escalator and stuff. I couldn't even go back down the way I come in. They walked you down? Yeah, they walked me to the escalator. Did, did you talk to him at all? Be like, hey man, like I'm with the Suns Media, dude. I'm bright yeah, side of the that's, sun. Yeah, that's why I showed him my my thing and everything. He's like you have clearance like this is the clearance yeah this, this is, is for me clearance. to get there this is a media pass this is the media area maybe because i'm in a hoodie or something is that why no because i've seen the way you get guys dressed up there everyone's wearing jeans yeah. his so jersey weird, skis in his jeans well no what i was talking about was just the 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 job that kevin durant did on Giannis antetokounmpo and how one-dimensional kind of that Giannis as a player is he's a guy who attacks the paint and his game is attacking the paint and getting to the free throw line. That's pretty much it. He doesn't have an outside shot. And the officials didn't really allow him to get away with a lot of the calls that he did, normally does. And especially if you go back to the finals, like he got all the time. Now, granted, he ended up shooting 13 free throws. He only hit seven in this game. But ultimately, it was a good job by Kevin Durant not to body him up and, and to foul him he just did a lot of quality shot deterrence yeah i mean his defense from start to finish i mean you probably already went over it but um i just think that i love the way he seeks out those stars i know it's a matchup it's power forward versus power forward whatever but like he just gets up for it man he gets up and he makes it personal he wants to like start and end the game just like handling Giannis, and that's exactly what he did yeah, so I'm just pissed off. Too. I don't. Well, here, here's something that will that make you a little bit happier. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. It's... Bull, bull, motherfucker. Say what? Bull, bull. Oh. Thank you. Bull, bull. Another quality game. He gets a drop. 17 minutes played. Four points. Six rebounds. Had an assist. Had a block. What did you see from Bull Bull tonight? 
he's so close. Like a lot of his plays on the pick and roll, uh, rolling to the basket, like he's a little hesitant sometimes still. Uh, there was a pick and roll with Book, and he had like even a lob for a dunk, but he has to make himself known on that. But he, dude, he's so close to being like something special for this team. It's there. And I, I'm telling you, man, I don't know what's louder, the Chick-fil-A thing where they give away the chicken sandwich when they miss yeah. two free throws or when Bol Bol just like that lay-in, the up yes. and under? That was insane. So he's, I just think he's really close to being really something special, dude. He just needs to pay attention and continue to be aggressive. And I fucking love him. Yeah, as John Tran says in the chat, you got to love the finger bowl. That was a moment that happened nice. when he, you know, a nice take to the rim and this with his long limbs, just just finger rolling the ball in was fantastic. He had the the flyby block. Uh, I think it was on yes. Pat, Pat Connington, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yep. And it was crazy because later in the game, he was running at Connington, and Connington had a three, and he ended up shooting like one of those really high rainbow shots and missed. So Bull Bull has three-point shot deterrence, right? We talk about shot deterrence around yeah. the rim. He's got three-point shot deterrence, and that is something that is really hard to replicate. And as you said, the more opportunity that he gets, the more repetitions he gets, the more confidence he gets – the more understanding of what and where and how he needs to be and perform on offense and defense, the more of a special asset he's becoming for this team. Frank Vogel said in the post-game uh, press conference, he says, we're at that phase where we're seeing how how he consistently fits in this puzzle. You know, Kata Bates who? Because Bo Bowles yeah. replaced him in the, in the rotation. That's what I'm saying. He's really taking advantage of the minutes. Um, so, yeah, I was talking about his aggressiveness. There was a point where I forget who had the ball in the block, but he was coming over to help defense. And I'm like, I would never want to see Bobo if I turned turn around and he's coming to help defense. Like, that's the last guy I want to see. But it was a shot to turn. It really was. But he could have probably got the block. Like, he just needs to be a little bit more aggressive. Like, everything is there for him for, for the taking, right? And he's so close. So... I'm like and out I, of breath. And I appreciate I appreciate his ball handling skills as well because he does get the ball in the perimeter and he likes that behind the back move. I mean, he's kind of got that thing down and it looks really fluid. So uh, great minutes for Bull Bull. Looking forward to continuing to see him execute and and get opportunities with this with this team. I think that this is something that the Suns could be onto something special. And when it when it comes to the trade deadline, you better not touch our bull bull. And it's like, i just feel so weird, like seeing how his progression has occurred and how it's changed my opinion about him completely. Cause everyone knows I'm was very, very anti bull bull at the beginning of the season, but as you know, you play well, I'm going to appreciate it. You're going to do those little things, right? I'm going to appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate the effort that he puts in. It's there's no laziness out there. I saw laziness in his first couple appearances early in the season. I railed him for it. I really did. Uh, John Tran, hand off our bowls. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Can you imagine if he woke up and he was traded? I honestly, I can't wait to I see him on the, on the scores table, like with three minutes left in the first or third quarter. I can't wait to see that because the impact of the game he's going to have. Like I, I tweeted out before that this Suns team will not win a championship without a healthy Bobo. I kind of feel that I, I'm actually dead serious about that. I really do feel that way. That's how I feel. I definitely do. I'm just gonna say that. Okay. Took it a little too far, maybe, but a I little feel too that. far. You're taking it as far as that security guard and kicking you out of the arena hey. off media row. I Dude, just... I, I thought they were gonna like mace me or something. It's crazy. Like, like, get down, sir. You're like, what? You're like, get down. I well. should if I would have put him on the pot, he would have probably <laughs> in the face you're like hey man i'm i'm sun's media literally doing a podcast oh so uh, it is weird i'll tell you what was weird is hanging out in milwaukee tonight man that was that was weird the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout that security guard was like where is he is he in the sun's media row He's out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> so hanging out in the Milwaukee Bucks subreddit, there's one thing that was clear. There, there was a couple things that were clear. You know, one, this is a team that beat us in the finals a couple years ago. So there's a lot of those kind of comments in there where it's just like, yeah, Phoenix, you know, remember these busters? They were up to nothing. Ha ha ha. 
uh, which hurts my feelings. Um, but here's some of the things that they said. As a UNC girly, I will forever hate Grayson Allen. Sons in their gummy worms unis tonight. I haven't heard that one before. I love our uniforms. They said they look like gummy worms. Yeah, I don't like the lettering. Maybe uh, I guess I don't know. No, like the the gradient on the sides. I don't know. Booker is a huge fucking pussy. My God. <laughs> Devin Booker cries so much that his face just got stuck that way. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that too. Um, I thought I had another book one. Booker looks like such a tool with the headband look this year. Okay, Matthew probably yeah. didn't even notice that he had a headband on. So, <laughs> did Phoenix? Did you see Pat Connaughton make a three? Kevin Durant hasn't made a three this game. That's why you should accept a Pat for KD trade straight up. Okay. Uh, this is not safe for Bull Bull's legs. Pretty fucked up. Beal, calm down, bitch. <laughs> the audacity of his ugly ass. Fuck you, Beal. Play school looking <laughs> Batman mask. His ugly ass? <laughs> yeah, the audacity of his ugly ass. I know. Nurkic talk a lot of shit for being ass Ben Simmons. What's that? what being like? Like they're comparing him to Ben Simmons? Yeah. Like how and why? No, I've never heard that. Yeah, Kevin Dirty Ant. That was kind of funny. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and then this is the last one I had. It says, "Man, Phoenix is still really, really butthurt about the finals." Yeah, no shit. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Yeah, like I'm like, oh, well, it's the Bucks. Thanks for beating us in the finals. I love you guys. Like, what the fuck do you think? It's not like I, I don't really like have hate for them though. It's not like when they're, of course, you want to like beat their ass every time, but like I don't hate them like I do the Lakers or the Spurs in that way. Yeah, well, that's different. That's you know when you have those conference rivalries, you play them a lot more yeah. in the playoffs, so you have a much more uh, emotional connection. The one thing they were just in the subreddit, they were just so frustrated with the the officiating. They thought it was horrible. Yada yada yada. They outshot us from the free throw line. Like by the way, that was like one of the worst free throw shooting nights I've ever seen. The the Suns shot sixty percent from the free throw line with twenty five attempts. And the Bucks shot 66% from the line with 27 attempts. Or vice versa. Sun shot 27. So, I mean, it's just just a bad overall free throw shooting night. I felt like every That's time disgusting. there was a game one, nobody made it. Every time there was a foul, like, it was like one out of two. There's a one lot of Chick-fil-A, dude. Like, everyone was getting Chick-fil-A today, for sure. Like That's why um, that guy was kicking you out. He's, he thought you were going to stick around and get too many Chick-fil-A coupons. Yeah, he's like, hey, they're still missing free throws out there. You know, I was, I was thinking, too, in the first half um, – I don't know if you mentioned like how the Suns had like no turnovers really. Like, I think they had three, but then they only had like two assists for the first half. Did you yeah. see that? Did you notice it's, that? It's, yeah. A lot of I yeah, a lot of ISO balls. So it yeah. sucks coming into a podcast and I don't even know what's going on now. Yeah, I just I you weren't gone. Ruined my mojo, dude. You weren't gone that Yeah, long. but it just threw me off. I was sitting down, I was I was grinning. I know like, all right, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Threw me off. I'm just sitting here just being like, uh, let me just <laughs> You know, terrible. Take a lap. Hitting drops or something. I don't know. Like I don't. How am I going to get through this all alone? I am all alone. What else did you notice at the game? What else do you want to talk about before we get out of here? It's a late um, game, late night. I want to go to bed. Love you, Jamsters, but I'm tired. No, I just noticed that. Um, you know, the starts are really holding the other guys accountable a lot. I saw that with Book in the first half, where Eubanks and even when Bubbles in there, like when they're trying to run plays, he's like, "Where the fuck are you guys at?" Right? There's not. They're not running the like the double pick. They're not ready for it. And that's the thing is like Eubanks has that look on his face, like, "Oh, I don't want to mess up all the time." So that's like the one thing that I noticed, but it's always been a constant thing where those the stars when they play with the backup with the bench it's just it's been a struggle so and i know yes. you can barely see me so 
I don't know. That's, that's fine. No, again, that's one of the biggest challenges. I mean, you think of one of the strategies to be successful in Frank Vogel's eyes is to have at least one of the big three out there at all times and to do your best effort to have two of them out there at all times. You start the game with all three out there, you end the game with all three out there. But what tends to happen is when you have one or two of them out there, everybody else out there starts to get in deferment mode. And that's the challenge. Even Bull Bull, we saw some tentativeness from Bull Bull. Now, granted, some of that is due to the simple fact that he isn't comfortable yet. But the other thing yeah. is you got Kevin Durant sitting on your left-hand side. So it's like, should I just jack up this three? Or let me just give it back to Durant. And you know, Durant's like, dude, this is your possession, man. Take it. I want you to be successful. But there is going to be this level of deferment. And we're, we are slowly starting to see the Suns break out of that pattern but they scored 114 points tonight 85 of those came from the big three so that's 75 percent of your scoring comes from the big three that's where some of the successes that happen on the road where the the sun's bench stepped up and we only we only needed 20 points from this guy and 20 points from that guy now granted that's kind of what we got tonight you know uh bradley beal ends with 25 total points kevin durant ends with 28 total points Devin Booker, who we haven't even talked about yet, goes for 32 points. So you're going to get a lot of deferment when that happens because they they simply just are trying to allow their superstars to cook. And it really needs to it, – it needs to be said. It's like, you know, hey, if Booker's out there by himself, guys, like don't rely completely on Booker. Don't just stand around and watch him. Make something happen. He's going to get you the ball so yeah. you could be effective, so you can score, so you can contribute. And the the veteran players, like Grayson Allen, like Eric Gordon, they know this. And that's why they're productive and have been productive throughout the season. It's the guys coming off the bench like Kade Bates-Diop and Nasir Little with you if he plays, Josh Akogi, Bull Bull, Drew Eubanks, that will defer – the only time Drew Eubanks doesn't defer is when he gets the ball so low he can he's got nothing else to do, or it's running down on the shot clock. He's like, oh shit! I feel like he gets the grenades all the time, right? The grenade is when there's like five seconds or three seconds left. You pass it to a guy and he's got to take the bad shot, so you don't have to take the bad shot. You're like, oh, shit! I don't want this. And he's the guy who has to take the bad shot, and I, that's where the majority of his shots come from. I feel like. Yeah, no, it definitely is, and it's always like he's stuck in the middle on the lane, and there's like no one else that's open. <laughs> like everyone's like double covered somehow. So poor guy. But um, I was going to ask you really quick: Bull Bull entering the starting lineup is that a thing that's going to happen towards no, the end of the season? No? no, no, just because I feel like from a one, you want a sharpshooter out there, which Grayson Allen is a perfect compliment because yeah. he's going to get wide open threes. Bull has showed that he can hit the three ball. But I also think that there's a grit and a toughness defensively that Grayson Allen brings where he's not necessarily a liability, where Bowl is still a liability on defense. Like if you watch him on the defensive end, that's he still has some opportunities there. And when I say some, I mean a lot. I mean, that's where his growth needs to happen. That's where his challenge is physically, right? He's too long and lengthy to be an effective big, and he hasn't been a great perimeter defender until tonight, until he had that one block and then started creating some shot deterrence. So there might be some a, a game or two where maybe Grayson Allen's sitting out uh, and Frank Vogel wants to experiment with it. I definitely think it might be something that they experiment with for a game or two just to kind of throw a wrinkle at the opposition based on who they're playing. But it's not going to be something that they're going to do consistently and and ride for 10 games. Uh, but it'd be amazing if they do. <laughs> just like, and it's like super effective and the Suns are scoring 150 points a game. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I kind of feel like it's going to, because I'm just saying, like, Grayson Allen's been tremendous, but I can just see this happening where Grayson Allen just kind of falls off a little bit, goes back down to where he's supposed to be kind of – because he's been so brilliant this year. Mm-hmm. And then Bobo will start to be, play better. The fans will want him. And it's just going to be that thing that's going to be out there. It's like, should Bobo be that guy? Because you said sharpshooters, but it's like, would it be nice to have that size down there while Katie's out, you know, on the, on the perimeter? So I just feel like it's going to be kind of a – thing later on this year the possibility does exist i mean he is earning minutes right now he's played kata bates diop off the floor at least yep. you know since he's come back and been healthy so speaking of grayson allen hi barbie oh hi alan oh grayson grayson allen our fuck shit up guy 
So Grayson Allen goes two of four from beyond the arc. He continues his 50% shooting from deep on this season. Let Gerald Bourget of PHNX know today that he will not be participating in the three-point contest. So the top three-point shooter in the NBA will not be in the three-point contest. Thoughts on that, Matthew? I think it's total bullshit, but then hearing that Grayson Allen already had plans and he doesn't give a shit, that made me feel better. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you kind of felt it was going to happen, right? The same thing happened with Cam Johnson when he was here. Great three-point shooter, didn't get the opportunity. Damian Lee last year. Yeah, it just, it's, it's just a thing. And I, I think they got bigger names in there this year in three-point contest. Um, but I'm just happy he gets to spend some time with his family. That's yeah, that's the, way, about, right? that's the way I look at it. You know, the way he answered the question, it wasn't like he was passed over per se. It, and, and if he was, he's okay with it. So I'm okay with it in all honesty. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's 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 different if like in Damon Lee's case, he Damon Lee was kind of just like, well, they haven't called me. And you're, we're like, well, this is bullshit. You need to call him. The best <laughs> yeah. shooter in the fucking NBA. Whereas Grayson's like, yeah, I have a family vacation planned and I get to go on that. And we think about it. We all work so hard for those precious moments in our life where we can go and we can spend time with our families away from work to where we can just relax and, and develop those memories, those core memories with our with those we love. So, yeah, let Grayson go do that for a week. I don't give yeah. a shit if he's, he's not, not an all-star all guy anyways. Yeah, he's I, don't not, wanna... I don't think he's a, he doesn't want to mess with that shit. He doesn't well, seem like he would care. Well, the other nice thing is I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, that's all-star Saturday night. I have no reason to watch it. Um, I'll probably catch some of it like I typically do, but I don't watch it like I used to, especially when there's no sons involved. I'm like, sweet, thanks, Grace. And now I have zero reason to watch it because I don't have anything to write on Bright Side of the Sun about it. It's not like, hey, here's how Grace yeah. did. You know, it's like, oh, he's not in it. Sweet. I'm gonna take my wife out to you know like a late Valentine's dinner or something on that night instead of watching Grace and Alan shoot threes. So thanks. Did you Grayson. see? Did you see? Oh, the security guard. There's one that just ran by. I guess they're looking for me. <laughs> Get out of town. That'd be amazing. You get arrested. No, I know. Pod. That'd actually be funny if like someone just robs me. I'm like, where are you at? Um, <laughs> it, no, I was going to say that there's a new court though they have um, coming out for the All-Star. I think it's just All-Star Saturday night where it's like a glass court. And it's like um, it's basically like a TV screen. So it's going to be lit up in different ways. Like the three-point line is going to move and all that shit. So it's going to be what? interesting to see that. Yeah, that's the only reason I might tune in for a little bit. I can't wait to watch the highlights. Exactly. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. I'll be on Twitter. I'll I'll be out at dinner with my wife, but I'll be on Twitter the whole time. Like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> you know. I remember last year, I know exactly where it was for All Star Saturday night last year. And I think I'll be at the same place this year because it's always like right around Valentine's Day. So we go to kind of the same spot and they got TVs there. So I can catch some stuff if I like need fun. to. You know, I can catch some stuff. Yeah. Big Dick Booker. Kind of a, another one of those nights where Devin Booker has like a quiet 32. You know, he goes 12 of 21, 2 of 6 from deep, 6 of 10 from the free throw line, 4 assists, 32 points. Solid D-book night. Did you know he scored 32? I just I just didn't feel that. No, I, I mean, I did notice that the game is his point total was high. And it was I guess high it was that, th- that third quarter, huh? It was like, yeah, but I think didn't he have like 20 by half, but it was just super quiet. Like you said, I was paying so so much more attention to Bull Bull and KD and what they were doing on the court more than Book. Book was just a silent, easy 30. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. He had 16 in the third quarter. That's what it was. It was okay. The, the third quarter, he came out. He was six of nine from the Who field. Knew? Yeah, I mean, I knew he had a good third. I just didn't realize he had 16 in that third. That's why I, I don't know. I, it's like you said, I think I was so focused on some of the other matchups that Devin Booker just goes out there and just kind of <laughs> does yeah. does what he does. You know, he scores. You, you look at his fourth quarter, he's 0 of 2 from the field, didn't score points. So he had 32 entering the fourth. He could have gone for 40, but guess what? KD and Book, or I'm sorry, and Beal cooked. So Devin didn't have to. And that's good team ball. That's how you win basketball games. So I am. Yeah. All for that. All right, let's jam start. Jam star of the game. Jamsters, subscribe, rate, review, hit the thumbs up button, send bail money, because Matthew might get either robbed or arrested tonight. Uh, I'm going with Kevin Durant. I thought the two-way ball that he played was fantastic tonight. Uh, So he gets my jam star of the game. Matthew? Kevin Durant. Katie as well. Jeez. Yeah. We don't disagree very often. It it's close to being Bobo again, man. If he just takes up a little bit, takes that not takes it up a little bit. <laughs> I hear I hear that. 
Hey, you were wrong. You said the Bucks were going to win this game. <laughs> I know. I did. I did. <laughs> well, next up for the Suns, they played the Yaz. And the, the Utah Yaz, they're pretty. they're a pretty good basketball team. I mean, the way that they've played, uh, I mean, they're now 25 and 26. But you take a look, and I mean, they, they put together quite a nice little winning streak there. They've lost three out of their last four. Um, they did beat Milwaukee yesterday, two days ago. And they are playing tonight against OKC. So I did not see the score of that game. I don't know if they won or lost because I was not paying attention to that. The Utah Yaz, thoughts on them? <laughs> I haven't watched them at all this year, dude. I know one of the 24 26. Did you just say that? 24 and 20. Yeah, 20, 25 and 26 based on okay. whatever the results I, were tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched them all. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, the Jazz are just not a team that I just never want to watch. And that's why we'll lose you. They beat they beat the Thunder tonight. Oh, did they? Yeah, so they're 26 oh. and 26. It's probably because the Thunder, you know, thought just like I did right there, where they're just laughing like the jazz. <laughs> they're like the jazz. The Thunder <laughs> the though. Jazz in Utah, that doesn't make yeah. sense. <laughs> are, are the Thunder back to number two now? Are they back? I think they're number one still, but number one in the West, man. It's crazy. I wonder who predicted that. I don't know. I don't know if Bill Simmons. Uh, oh my God, dude! There is a four-way tie for first place. Is it now? Because I know it was like a half-game difference. In, yeah. In the top four. Okay. Now, granted, percentage points-wise, the Clippers are number one because they are oh. they are thirty-four and fifteen. But the the Thunder, the Timberwolves, and the Nuggets are all thirty-five and sixteen. Yeah, dude. And That's then insane. the Kings and the Suns are both five games out, but due to percentage points, the Kings are above us in the standing. So, and then right behind us, five and a half games out are the New Orleans Pelicans. So, I mean, it's wow, the four way tie at first. That's that's fucking crazy. It's gonna be a wild season. Oh man. my god, I know. It's gonna I be know. a wild it scares me. season. It scares me. It's a wild season. Well. I think that's all we got. Matthew's got to get home before the they send the the, the ghetto bird after <laughs> send him. The dogs after me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, a reminder to everybody to subscribe, rate, review, give us a five star review if you're listening to Apple Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We really, really appreciate it. Or tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, Matthew. After you get bailed out, what are you going to do? Go home with my family. All right. <laughs> <laughs>